Welcome to the Story So Far podcast. I'm Kerr Matheson, and on this podcast, I talk to businesses and individuals about their journeys, challenges, solutions, and the future. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. Um, in this episode, I'm speaking to Kevin Anderson of The Story Edge. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Kerr. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, Kevin and I have known each other since we were little boys in shorts, um, and uh, I thought Kevin would be a particularly interesting guest to hear about um, what he does and how he's got to where he is today. So, Kevin, give us a brief rundown of what it is you currently do. Yeah, so I am a storyteller. Uh, I, that means I tell stories. Um, but probably more importantly, I help other people to tell their own stories. Um, my whole tagline, my whole approach, philosophy is about bringing stories to life. And, and I don't care whether I'm the one that's creating those stories or if other people are creating them. But that that's how I measure success now, is how many stories are produced from people I work with. Right. Because I just feel that in this day and age, it's really noisy. There's lots going on. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of worries. Yeah. And there's an awful lot of marketing messages that, that get kind of banded about. And I think we can break through that, whether you're a charity, whether mm. you're a business, whether you're a startup. I just think storytelling is the most natural way to communicate. And I think it's the best way to to kind of break through that noise and and be heard and, and yeah. get the attention you deserve so that that's that's really what i'm all about right uh, yeah oh great stuff right hey, so so how did you get to where you are today then have, have you always done this kind of thing or i drove I drove. I drove. Today. You drove here today. Good. Yeah, Good. Well, that's... It's not the answer. No public transport, it's, no. It's not the answer you were looking for. Um, no, I... I um, yeah, I, I've, I've had a, a long and varied career. Um, I started in the world of marketing, and I've had a career that spanned marketing, sales, communications, and also um, software product management. So... Throughout all of that, it's, you know, it, it's people. It's about people. It's about working with people. It's about communications at the, the heart of everything I do. So I, I started at DC Thompson's in Dundee uh, as a marketing assistant. Uh, for half a day, I was a professional comic reader. Oh, that, was, right. that was my first job. I was handed uh, a list, uh, a pile of DC Thompson publications. And and within those publications was the Beano, the Dandy, the Commando. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so for half a day, I basically read comics. And it was wonderful. And I thought, this is the best job in the world. And this is all I'm going to do for, for <laughs> until I, I retire. How can I get me one of yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I was DC Thompson's. Then I was at Sun the Sunday Times. Uh, through in Glasgow, mm. um, went back to university, uh, decided that I really wanted to, it was a bit of a chip on my shoulder that I hadn't gone to university. I'd, I'd gone to college. Right, okay. Um, but I just, yeah. I just felt there was a bit of unfinished business there. So degree in computing and then, yeah, a, a variety of things. I, I, I worked for Viacom Outdoor. Uh, I had a couple of jobs at NCR, um, mm. which was which was fantastic. Got to join NCR, see the world. Uh, that seems to be the, the, the way. Yeah, 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 that was that was it. I got to see, <laughs> you know, I got to go for lots of interesting places. Uh, you know, Moscow, uh, the states, quite a lot, and you know, Copenhagen. So I, I got to see quite a bit of the world, but it wasn't quite the the role for me. And I, I right. always feel like I've been searching for something that is 
my thing and yeah. uh it's taken me um quite a long time to to get there um so i i ended up um back at dc thompson so it was um like any you know interesting story you know a, a return to uh you know never go back never go out with an ex-girlfriend you know that, that kind of <laughs> message I, I i i went back to dc thompson's and had um yeah seven seven years um seven years there and I was part of the senior management team, but I I had a, ended up with a stress related illness, and uh, I had to ask myself some pretty fundamental questions about my life, uh, what I was going to do, uh, and how I would you know earn a living going forward. Uh, so I left DC Thompsons, and and then it was the the classic kind of uh, um, the classic decision making kind of conundrum: do I do I get another job um, or do I? go and start my own business. And, you know, that, that was one of the toughest decisions, but it was also, in the end, one of the easiest. I I, right. I decided to, to start my business. And really, when I started it, it was very much a case of, I might only do this for a year. I might only do this until I'm really well again, until I'm back to... Um, until I'm back to the old Kev, uh, right, I, okay. I, you know, give myself that space and the and the opportunity. And as I got into it, I realised that I didn't want to do anything else. So I started the business as Square Tree Marketing, mm. um, February 2015. That was my right. first project. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, how long ago it was. 2015. Yeah, so it was. Okay. Yeah, February 2015. I I left um, I left DC Thompsons in late. Um, 2014, but I, I needed a bit of time just to regroup and plan and decide exactly what I was going to do. And it, it's interesting that I I didn't tell anybody about that kind of planning process, or but it was it was there for for quite a quite a long time. And I was nervous about telling my parents and telling my wife that I've decided to, you know, give up the security of a full time job and 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 start my yeah. own business. Yeah, and, and, it, and it was it was. Hindsight, it was a scary thing to do, but at the time, it just felt hundred percent like the right thing to do. It felt like the the, the best thing for for me to do, um, and you know, it, it was it was hard, uh, especially at the start. So I so I launched it as Square Tree Marketing, which I basically looked on what I've done in my career, and and marketing was the main thing. So it was really a generic marketing consultancy, and on the the kind of year anniversary. I got in touch with my accountant and said, oh, uh, hi, Kenny. Uh, that, that's his name. By the way. <laughs> um, I said, hey, Kenny, um, I want to change the name of my business. I've uh, I've made a decision. And that decision was to kind of go all in with storytelling uh, because that over that first year, that was like the common denominator. That was the thing that I, right. that I kept on um, coming back to. It was the thing that I felt most connected to. So I made the decision that I would change the name of the business to the Story Edge, uh, and that that was, you know, that was a big, big move. That was a big decision, and it's one I'm glad I made. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a bit more descriptive in terms of giving people an idea. You know, I suppose that that Square Tree marketing tag having marketing on it is quite a wide, yeah, uh, description, isn't it? You yeah, know, whereas you're really trying to focus by that time and say story is is where i want to be yeah and i think i think part of anyone's personal story or business story is that you you sometimes don't know right you, you don't know when when you start you know where it's going to go you don't know what you want to be you know i i'm i'm a 
I, I would describe myself as a as a forty five year old man who. I think uh, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> that's it. Full stop. Um, no, I, I'd describe myself as a 45-year-old man that finally knows what he wants to be when he grows up, um, you know, <laughs> which which is a, a storyteller, you know, because um, up until that time, it had been, everything had been based on um, rational decisions and, and what, what I should do and what was the right thing to do. And I think when I started the business, I just, I realised it was an opportunity to, to shape what I do for a living and to and to do something that I genuinely believe has a business benefit uh, but also it's just something that I really really love doing it's a it's a passion so storytelling is my business but it's also it's also how I spend my my spare time I write yeah. stories I you know I consume stories I you know stories isn't just the business it's just a big part yeah. of, of who I am in my, in my entire life so even within um, that that self employment stage, you know, you'd said since twenty fifteen, yeah, um, starting as Square Tree Marketing, and then you've said you moved on to Story Edge and mm-hmm. things. Um, there the, there must have been quite a sort of development path between there and, and where you are now in terms of what you do, and I'm dare say quite a few challenges as as any self employed person um, would face. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I would love to hear some of the sort of challenges that that you've been through specifically to you but but also that that might interest other people that would be going through the same and maybe yeah. how you sort of come up with these solutions of how you get through the yeah the, the tough bits you know yeah and i think the first thing to acknowledge is that there there have been an awful lot of tough bits and there have mm. been a lot of, a lot of challenges um you know we would have to have an entire series if, <laughs> if uh of podcast interviews if we we're going to get into yeah to, to every yeah. single problems every single... of the small business yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well and, let and me I, write that down hang on <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's great i like that um so so i think i think you know there's there's probably challenges there's probably three three key things so uh, the first one was a really practical thing Right. So I have only ever worked for big businesses, you know, so so this was my first experience of working in a small business, a, a business that is just me. So one of the first challenges was a really practical one. You know, what the hell am I going to charge? What What's my what's my pricing going to look like? You know, who who do I want to serve and can they afford me? You know, and all those yeah. kind of all those kind of things that you wrestle with. And, and to be honest with you, you know, um, that's, still, that's still a challenge, is getting that balance right between valuing what you you do and, and yeah. the services you provide versus someone's ability to pay. Yes. Um, so, so I think in terms of that challenge, I think, you know, what, how, I, how I came through that one was really simply uh, realising that I'm not for everybody. Right. You know, I don't need to win every single piece of business. Just because somebody can't afford my services don't mean doesn't mean that my services aren't valuable and, and aren't you know valued. Yeah. So I, I think there there is a you know there is a real challenge, especially anybody starting out, of just trying to get that price. And then the bottom line is is you will start with a price point and, and you'll change that regularly. And that's certainly what, what I've done. Um so I think that that's definitely one challenge is around the pricing. Uh, I think the the other challenge is 
you know, we we live in an age where, uh, you know, we can be anything, we can do anything. And there's lots of people and experts sharing, you know, big visions yeah. of, you know, you can have your six, you know, figure yeah. business, your seven figure business. And, yeah. and you can be this and you can be that and selling you programs and all that sort of stuff that goes along with that. But there's a reality about running a business before you can thrive, you need to survive. Yeah. So, so I think another challenge for me was just that initial getting getting clients, starting getting clients, um, getting that initial awareness that, hello world, I am here, this is what I do, this is how I can help. So I think for me, really getting that balance right between marketing, sales, business development, and and really just trying to open up more conversations. That 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 was that was that was hard in the first place and and you know you you just have to put yourself out there. So I, I certainly got around that by just getting in touch with people that I'd known from my employed days throughout my career to say, hey, hello, yeah. you know, hello, this is what I'm doing. And and mm. actually my first three clients came through people that I'd worked with in my in my career. So that, you know, that was a wee lesson for me. You know, you can have loads and loads of clever marketing plans and strategies. Yeah. But actually just reach out to some people that you that you know and it's not even like you're selling. You're just informing them, hey, listen, I've I've, I've decided to set up my own business. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. what I'm doing. And certainly for me that, that made a that made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Getting those those early kind of uh, those early kind of sales. And it and it's an ongoing thing as well, isn't it? Is is that constant reaching out. Yeah. Um you know uh, um certainly in my business I'm not finding that, that advertising or yeah. you know, in, in the public domain is gonna bring me the customers that I want. It, it it's always about that that reaching out thing. And so have you found yourself sort of continually having to overcome that challenge all the time. It's just an ongoing Yeah, well thing. I I think I think while while, you know, anybody asks me a question, I will always answer it truthfully and, and a little bit vulnerably. And and, you know, I've made mistakes on that. You know, I, I've I've had a little bit of that feast and famine, you know, which which yeah. is so common for uh, for entrepreneurs and small business owners. So I've made the mistakes of, you know, securing big projects, working on those big projects, but then not nurturing those relationships and not appreciating that when these projects end, I'm going to have to replace them with some new projects. Yeah. And, and what I've, what the mistake that I have made is that on occasions, I have forgotten that basic principle. Uh, and I've got so now I can make an excuse, and it's a, it, there is there is some validity to the excuse, but the excuse is that I'm so busy working on this project that I that I can't do the other the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and while there is a where, where there is an element of truth there, it's also an excuse. It's also an excuse. You know, you 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 can and you do have to find the way to to keep communicating with people, to keep reaching out. Um, so I I certainly have have struggled with that, but I now have my own process for for that. I've got my own kind of targets in terms of how many new people I'm reaching out to every single week, and mm-hmm. it's making a massive massive difference. Uh, but it is one of those mistakes, you know. It's a, listen, I'm, I'm no business expert, but it is one of those classic, you know, don't do what Kev did, right? Don't do <laughs> don't do what Kev did. Um, do what Kev recommends, uh, yeah. which is just make sure that in your business week that you have some time set aside to to either reach out, to network, to have meetings, to to move that 
those commercial conversations forward a little bit quicker um, because if you get caught in the delivery stage and the delivery process, um, it can take a few months to get you back to where you need to be. And that's months where you have to accept that your cash flow will will be damaged as yeah. a result. And, yeah. I, and, I, and, I've, and I've had that, I've made that mistake a, a few times. Hmm. I think I I had kind of half interrupted you there because you you said there was three things that you were talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, I stopped so, you. Too. No, no, no. That, that's okay. No, no, not not at all. Not at all. So I think the third one's the most important one. Um, yeah. The third one's the most important one. As as I said at the start, I uh, I started this business come having gone through a period of essentially a mental health breakdown, mm. uh, and so. You know, a few a few people um, questioned questioned my logic. So hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. You, you had a stress related illness, so you, you decided that the best way to cope with that was to set up your own business. Like, like, duh. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, I there is stress in running your own business. You know, so so I would say the biggest challenge of all for me has been managing my own mindset and my own mental well being. I. I, I unquestionably if i look across the five years you know that's been the biggest challenge you know at the start you know that self-doubt that can i really do this who do i think i am to to put myself out into the world as a as a marketing consultant or as a storytelling consultant you know who who do i think i am and um you know that you know imposter syndrome isn't it classic yeah Yeah. classic imposter syndrome and and i think you know I, i i didn't just suffer that at the start. You know, that's been something that has cropped up, you know, from time to time. And and certainly it's been the I would say it's been the one constant is that managing my well being is, is is an essential part of of, of how I, I operate this business. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I storytelling, you know, drawing out people's stories, telling other people's stories. To be able to do that, I need to have a fairly clear and focused mind to be able to ask the right questions and be able to, um, you know, to create a narrative and, and create a story that is interesting, compelling, and all that. It's difficult to do that sometimes when all the noise in your head is saying, you know, things that aren't sometimes particularly yeah. positive. So, so for me, I I would say definitely managing my own well being has been the biggest challenge um mm. but it's also probably the thing i'm proudest of you know i've i have had i would say throughout this you know five years i've probably had three or four moments like big you know right mm. at the, from one at the start and then three other kind of big what i would class as set piece elements set piece moments in my story where it's been uh, red pill, blue pill. You know, it's been yeah. you know, it's been. I've had to make some fairly stark decisions and and hard decisions, um, but you know, you, you ask the question about what's the what's the you know what's the the challenge and what's the solution and mm-hmm. and the solution for for me has been two things. It's been writing. So I I found very early that the way that my brain works is if I have lots of thoughts inside my head, mm-hmm. they, they tend to collide off of each other, which makes it hard to, to think rationally, to think clearly, uh, and you're, you're always in that emotional thinking state. 
So what I found yeah. fairly fairly early on was just writing it, writing it out, writing the stuff out in my head. And and when I see stuff that's in my head written down in black and white, what it means is I can challenge those thoughts. I can challenge the uh, the irrational thoughts. And mm. what it helps me do is is isolate things and go like you know there's maybe five or six things that I've scribbled down. Maybe five of them. That when I look at them, actually, they're not problems. But maybe, maybe there is one problem there. You know, yeah, maybe there yeah. is one thing, and, and what it gives me is the space and the the time to think about the individual problem that is the problem, rather than all the other noise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, I I find you know writing is my you know a big passion of mine anyway. But mm-hmm. being able to to write about what I'm thinking, to be able to challenge some of those thoughts while I'm writing. Just clears things up for me, and 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 I, I find the probably the process I go through now, and probably the biggest benefit for me is that I know now when I'm when I'm starting to feel a wee bit anxious or worried or or fearful. Yeah, it's I, so I, important, isn't it? Yeah, to recognize yeah. these things. Yeah, because as soon as you recognize it and acknowledge it, you can then tackle it. Yeah, and and that's probably what I'm proudest about throughout this whole journey is that I've been able to to tackle some of these challenges that I've had head on and, you know, really come back stronger from, from, from Mm. each one. I've learned something about it, about myself. I've learned something about the, the process of how my brain works. Um, And and so, so writing's important, but the other one is talking, you know, so, so talking to, to other, other people, and that can be friends, family, but sometimes actually talking to other people that are in business because with the best will in the world, sometimes your family don't get the challenges yes, that you... Absolutely. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, so it could be because sometimes to appreciate these things, you need someone who's in a similar situation yeah. um, or or has been or, or been through it and, and so on and, and understands that, that what you're saying, um, you know, is... is, is you know, is how you're feeling as opposed to how people see it from the outside. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's that's exactly it. I think you know, speaking to another business person, mm-hmm. another small business owner, another entrepreneur, they have a context that other people yeah. don't don't have, and yeah. they can relate. And and actually, you know, just sharing your own stories and 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 sharing like vulnerably, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times when I have those conversations, people go, "Oh God, yeah, I feel like that all the time." So immediately, what you're, what you're, you know, what where you get to is, all right. I'm I'm not an outlier here. I'm not a freak of nature. Um, this is actually normal. How how I'm feeling right now, uh, while it feels intense and it yeah. feels difficult, actually is just part of the process. And 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 it's yeah. encouraging and reassuring when you speak to other people that are going through exactly the same sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, and you're absolutely right, because even even outside of the the, the, the sort of mental health side of um, running your own business and so on, um, that um, image that we would all love to portray, you know, posting every day on LinkedIn about how many successful clients we've just completed jobs for and so on and so forth, um, seeing nothing but that and and posting nothing but that is, is a is a false narrative, um, you know. Which actually I've, I've just pinched one of your phrases, haven't I? Because I've heard you say that to me before about false narratives, and I've Trademark, seen your posts about Kevin it. Yes, quite, <laughs> I was, you know, your, your posts about that sort of thing, and it and it is, and it doesn't. 
um, it doesn't help any of us, I don't think, to to just be talking about how good things are at the moment or how many yeah. new clients we've brought on and, and so I, on. I, um, and, I, and, I, and I've been guilty of that in the past. I, yeah. I've, I've been guilty of, you know, the majority of my content being, you know, stories of, of the successes yeah. that I've been having. And, and you know, I, I do kind of justify that because people are following my journey and a lot of people yeah. are, are interested in what I do. But... Like my philosophy on on like storytelling in general is that that it has to be a true story, a true story well told. It's not um, sometimes when you say yeah. storytelling, people think ah, so it's it's a work of fiction. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know how we show up in the world, how we show up in social media, especially yeah. now, especially now where we are today. You know we we have to be aware that there are people out there that are going through a really really tough time, and and I think we have to show that level of vulnerability that mm-hmm. you know talk about your failures you know i i talk about every you know every single story you know it, it's it's about the ebbs and flows and the highs and lows right that's that's <laughs> that's that's what it is a, a story w- without without those peaks and troughs a story is dull and a story yeah. is 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 predictable you know nobody really connects with it you know so real stories have real challenges real businesses and real business people and real entrepreneurs Mm. have real challenges i'd love to see a world where rather than painting a picture of perfection Mm. that the that that we we share our vulnerabilities and we talk about here's a mistake i made here's what i learned from it and here's how i'm moving on and here's how i'm doing something positive yeah um you know or or, or here's you know today i'm feeling really really anxious or i'm feeling really worried and and here is why and i think a lot of times people think well but you know that's a private thing you shouldn't be you shouldn't be sharing that yeah. you shouldn't be you, you you know almost suggesting that there should be two versions of yourself there should be the the public facing me as an entrepreneur and the and and the real world kev yeah. I, I i don't believe that. i don't buy that and and i and i don't do that myself now you know i had a i had a classic example not long after i started the business mm. So a really good friend of mine and and he he was a client for a for a couple of years as well and we remain really really good friends today but he he shared a message with me that kind of summed everything up for me. So I shared a, I think it was a Facebook post and it probably would have been 2016 there or thereabouts yeah. and I had to work I I work from home anyway I've got a, an office at the house but this one day uh, which has happened quite a few times. My middle son, Lewis, so I've got three boys, but Lewis had been sick overnight. So, you know, mm. I, I stayed at home. So I shared on, on Facebook, oh, as well as being a, you know, a, a professional storyteller today, I'm also a part-time nurse. I'm, I'm, I'm working <laughs> it. So... Suits you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I, so I you know, that, that, that was a message I put out. Now, I got a message from this very good friend of mine saying, oh, Kev, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't share that. I wouldn't share, you know, um, perception. Perception is everything. You know, I think, I think people might think, oh God, you know, well, if he's working on something for me, I there, you know, would that mean yes. he's putting, he's putting, his, you know, he's, he's putting that before, and and it was, yeah, and, 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 half and, a job. Yeah, yeah, and I let my, I let my friend kind of go with this kind of messaging, and and I said, you know what, if somebody feels that way, it's like a natural filter. It's like you know, natural yeah. selection. If somebody feels that way, 
we were never going to be good, uh, good yeah. uh, as as a as a client, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as a client yeah. professional kind of relationship. That would that would that would never work, you know. Mm. I I put that out there, and and you know, I stand I stand by it. I don't. So a lot of people will talk about that perception thing, yeah. you know, and a lot of people will say, you know. You shouldn't say that you've got an office at, at home. You should you should buy a post office box at a, you know, a place in Edinburgh. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and, and it's all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, you're overthinking it. You know, you're you're overthinking stuff. Um, you know, how how you show up in in life is, is how you should show up in business and, and vice versa. And I think I think we're just in an age where let's just be honest with each other. Let's let's talk about mm-hmm. things. Let's start, you know, really, really enjoyable conversations and helpful conversations and and don't overthink things. That's probably and, and as an overthinker, as an overthinker, that's <laughs> as an overthinker. It's a good lesson to learn. Yeah, as an overthinker, it's it's. But you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we we worry about what other people think. You know, you, yes. know you, you you mentioned it. False narratives. You know, we do it all the time. We we tell ourselves stories that simply aren't true. Mm-hmm. Stories that are without foundation. That's why I like writing these these kind of works of fiction out of my head and looking at it and going, do you know what? That's just nonsense. Yeah. That is just nonsense. Um, you know, not that long ago, you know, I asked myself the question, do I want to do this? Do I want to do do I want to have, you know, am I am I the right person? Am I equipped? And again, it was just utter nonsense. Yeah. Yes, I, I have, I have survived for five years. I have grown the business uh, every year over five years, and you know, I've proved a lot to myself in in that time. Mm-hmm. I'll continue to make mistakes. I'll continue to learn from those mistakes. I'll continue to have some challenges around how I'm feeling uh, and what I'm thinking. But I've got my way of coping with it. And and you know, for anyone that's listening. You know, if you are going through a hard time, it's not going to work for everybody. There are lots of different approaches, but speaking mm-hmm. to someone or writing—that that—that's my—that's that's what has really saved me. That's really what's what's made a difference to me. Won't work for everyone. I've had yeah. counselling. I've uh, I've worked with a coach that has been really really good. Working with a, a professional coach mm-hmm. has been. Has been fantastic, uh, but for me, the the two the two things that helped me to maintain that that well being front and center. Because mm-hmm. listen, let's be honest, you can have a really successful business, but be really unwell. You know, yes. you know, you can be Ab- really really, really yeah. unwell, and 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 I think you you have to start putting yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have you know you can't support your family, support your business. If you if you can't manage your own mental yeah. health and well being, yeah. so you know if there's one key thing to come out of this, you know this yeah. interview and this podcast is, you know, start there. Yes. You know, you, yes. you you need to start there by being able to look after yourself and and running a business is a privilege. It's something that I I, I absolutely love doing. And I want to continue doing mm-hmm. it. And I know that in order to do that, I've got to continually focus on me and make sure that I'm learning uh, the skills and, the, you know, d- developing new techniques and loads of great things. But I also have to make sure that as a, as a human, I, I am able to to manage with the, with the, the highs and lows yeah. and the ebbs and flows around it, the business. Absolutely. And I, I think you're so right because when we, you know, if you look at employers and employee relationships and 
how employers really should be paying as much attention as they can to the well-being of their employees because otherwise they don't have um, you know, a workforce who is going to commit and, and going to do as good a job as they've been employed to do. If, yeah. if you're unwell, you're unwell. But as sole traders, self-employed, small business, whatever whatever you know, genre you might fit into, you are the employer and the employee. And if you don't look after yourself, then you're not possibly able to put in uh, yeah. to your business the, the 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 maximum that you would want to do yeah i i, I think I you're, you're so right yeah i, th- I think you're i think you're spot on i think yeah. i think is uh i'm a business of one uh uh-huh. but you know i have a, a team of kind of you know freelancers that i use on a regular mm-hmm. basis but mm-hmm. on a on a day-to-day basis it, it is it is me and it's so easy to get caught up inside your own head and yeah. your, your own thoughts and and you know I am the sales director, the marketing <laughs> director, the finance director. Yeah. I, I, you know, I am also the the expert in my business on COVID nineteen. Um, you know, so good. I, you know, so good, I, yeah. I, I am giving yeah. myself lots of good good advice, and we even have a policy. Um, but and and again, I'm I'm, I'm being glib, but the point is anything. And everything is your responsibility, yeah. and and you know you, you need to be able to to not just be bloody good at what you do, but you you need to be able yeah. to manage that business, all the different aspects of it, um, you know, including any challenges that that come up, like like what's what's happening right now. Yeah. Um. But you 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 it's on you all the time, and that's a big responsibility. And I think I think frankly, care. There's a lot of people that start a business that's, that say. I'm good at the thing, mm-hmm. but they don't think about what what's wrapped around it. Yeah, they don't think about the managing the finances, how I'm going to get clients, how I'm going to sell, uh, you know, all all these all these other things, or or how I would cope in a in a in, a, in an emergency situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, absolutely. No, really good insight. Thanks very much, Kev. Um, so, what what does the future hold then for you you've obviously adapted and changed a lot of things that you do over the years and, and made sure that that whatever you're doing is, is constantly fresh and so on but um are there some plans in the pipeline for what you want to concentrate on in the future and things yeah absolutely I, th- I think the you know the last few years i've worked you know on a lot of university-based projects and a lot of you know kind of larger commercial projects mm-hmm. as well and I've loved those, and I will continue to uh, to to work with those. But I, uh, as you're aware, I had had an experience where I took time out of the business to uh, to do something for uh, a very special little girl who uh, sadly passed away on the the third of January uh, this year, uh, and that had a massive effect on mm-hmm. me. That 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 knocked me for six. You know, Ruby was just the most amazing. Uh, kid I've ever met. Uh, she she had a form of cancer called rhabdomyosarcoma, um, which you know relapsed, and you know it was it was one of the one of the most traumatic things that I've I've had to mm. to to see and witness and see this amazing healthy you know kind of girl yeah. even when she even when she still had cancer she she was still active and she was. But to see her kind of deteriorate the way that she did, um, you know, was was horrible, and yeah, it has had a, a big impact on me, and and you know, it did affect my mental health for a uh, for a period of time. Um, but 
you know, through that, I, you know, I asked myself another question and I wrote down the question, you know, what does this mean? You know, what does this mean for me? And and what comes out the other side of that question is that, that I, I really want to, as well as supporting the, the commercial clients that I'm already supporting, I want to be able to work with more charities. Yeah, I want to be able to support more charities, social en enterprises, essentially the third sector, um, and, and especially with our storytelling, because they have some of the the most natural stories to tell in the world. Um, and back to what I said at the start, I just think that the third sector can can do so much with storytelling. So so not just a, the odd story here and there, but actually being strategic about it. How can how can they use storytelling to increase awareness, to increase engagement, and, and to raise more funds? Um, so so certainly, you know, the future for me is is you know working with commercial clients, but hopefully working with an awful lot more charities. Uh, I'm also working with the Children's Cancer and Leukaemia Group. So I, I volunteer some time uh, every week to, to do some work supporting essentially Ruby's memory. Um, you know, Anna will be writing more uh, Ruby the Unicorn books and doing more things to raise funds and raise awareness. And I, w I would say the future for me, the, the, the difference is... I used to spend an awful lot of time kind of looking at the numbers, looking at the revenue, you know, yeah. looking at and, and through sometimes that like fear and mm -hmm. doubt and kind of making sure that I've got enough money, enough money. And and you know, now I would say I still I still need to make money, but the metric that I'm more interested in is how many stories have I been able to bring to life? Yeah. How yeah. how many stories have I either written or how many stories have been created through people that have been on a workshop with me or who I've, I've coached one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Um, that's what I want. You know, that's what I want. I want to see people creating stories, sharing stories and, and reaping the benefits of storytelling as a way of communicating. That That's the future for me. And that's that's the kind of guiding, you know, that's my, yeah. nor that's yeah. my North Star. You know, that's Brilliant. the thing. That's the thing that I will that I will continually ask myself, is is that, is, am I still doing that? Am I still uh -huh. heading there? Uh, how that'll manifest itself, that, that'll yeah. change and I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with change yeah. and I'm okay with the, but the fundamental thing is every year now I will be tracking how many stories that I have either created directly or I've supported and, and bring into life. Mm. And that's the number that I want to track mm. uh, because that's the number that I think will help me make a bigger difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah, fab. Look forward to it. Thank you. Stuff. Um, okay, um, right. I, I think I have um, you know pulled out as much information as um, as is strictly necessary right now, and possibly a little bit more. Um, so, what uh, what can people reach out to you for then? What's, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I know we've heard a lot about your story and things, but your core sort of services, your 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 ideal clients. Yeah, I, I think I think for for me. I want to work with people who already believe in the the theory, the idea of storytelling as a strategic way of communicating. You know, I'm going to say strategic. Sometimes that that sometimes people think that sounds awful cold, but storytelling has to be strategic. It has to help part mm -hmm. of the business. So, but it, within the charity sector, a lot of those stories are emotional. You know, a lot of those stories yeah. are, are are emotional. But we still need to think about how we do it strategically. Um, so it, it really, I anybody who anybody who is passionate about storytelling wants to do, create more stories. 
you know, th- I just want to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, so I'm not, I'm not going to talk about specific like products or yeah. services yeah. or things. You know, I, I do coaching, I do workshops, but, mm-hmm. but ultimately, everything starts with a conversation. So yeah, if anyone's listening to this and 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 they're inspired that storytelling should yeah. be part of what they do. You know, the simplest thing to do is to have a real world conversation. Yeah. Uh, that's where, you know, that's where we can, you know, understand each other. Uh, and sometimes it might be, I just give you a bit of advice and you can crack on and tell your own stories. That for me is still success. Um, but for people who, people who just want, you know, to be upskilled and, and you know what it is, care. I think for most people, those that really want to tell stories, Sometimes the reason they don't is a lack of confidence. So I want yes. I want to give them the the tools and the frameworks, the storytelling mm-hmm. models I've developed, but I also want to give them the confidence that they they can tell really engaging stories. They can tell stories mm-hmm. that capture the imagination, and they can tell stories that help them achieve whatever it is they're looking to achieve. Great. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Kevin. Um, we'll put all of Kevin's contact details in the show notes and things. I'm assuming we'll find you on the usual places, emails, Twitters, Instagrams, LinkedIn, all the rest of it sort of thing. Um, so check the show notes for all of Kevin's contact details. Uh, thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Story So Far. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe through your podcast app. This podcast is produced by Audio Outsource and is available on all good podcast apps, including Apple, Google and Spotify. If you'd like to appear as a guest on The Story So Far, check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch.